0: Once you have this done, you really just have to devote yourself to that lifestyle forever.
1: If healthcare is broken, who's working
2: to fix it? I'm Dr. Charles O'Malley. And I'm Dr. Justin Geisinger. This is
1: More Than Medicine.
2: Okay, Charlie. let's uh, follow up the last week's discussion on the weight problem in America with uh, part two by actually speaking with someone who's gone through the whole process of uh, weight loss through the gastric bypass program.
1: Yeah, her name's Lori Groff. She's actually a good friend of ours and a co-worker. Um, she has struggled with weight uh, most of her life. Um, She's also had some health problems uh, associated with that. And she utilized gastric bypass as a means to overcome this.
2: Yeah, and she's still going with this. I mean, she has, in the past year, continued to lose more weight. She's become more active. Uh, She is feeling better and better all the time. But it's really interesting to hear her story of how this process has gone and continues to go.
1: Yeah, and maybe even this will give some inspiration or information to some someone out there who's thinking of going through this process themselves. Enjoy. Talking with us this morning is Lori Groff. She has firsthand experience of um, going through the gastric bypass process. So she's going to talk us through uh, you know, her experience, and, and we actually have some questions from someone who is thinking about going through the same process. So... Um, you know, hopefully she can answer some of those as well. So, Lori, thank you so much for, for joining us this morning. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. Thank okay. you. Okay,
1: excellent. Uh, so I guess, you know, we'll, we'll just get right to it. And uh, if you could give us some background on, you know, kind of where you were at from a physical state and, and what your health status was um, that led you to deciding to go to, to gastric bypass as, as an option for weight loss. Well...
0: the first motivation where I was physically was I was sort of starting to live a sedentary lifestyle. Um, I had been overweight my whole life. I had a brief stint in junior high school where I was physically fit. And then after that, I just continued to gain weight and, you know, I would go on diets and, and lose, and then I'd gain some back. Um, but the, You know, the biggest problem I had was just pain, a lot of pain in my back um, and in my joints. And I also was hoping at some point I would be able to have a baby. And so when, you know, I got to be 35, I was thinking, you know what, you're running out of time. You got to start thinking about what you're going to do about your, you know, yourself. So that's really, you know, what did it. I was just... Tired of being tired, I think, okay. is what it was. Okay. And would
2: you say the pain was also gradually increasing up until around that time?
0: Or? Yes, the pa- Yes, it really was. And and you know, I saw several doctors, and you know, of course, they wanted to do surgery on my back, and mm. I knew I wasn't really physically ready to have anything like that done. Um, so basically, I was just a physical mess, and I knew it was time that something had to be addressed.
1: And when you were at that point where you were, you know, overweight and in pain, was it the kind of thing where you tried doing exercise, but just didn't physically feel capable of it? Was it that you weren't motivated to do exercise? Was it you were just like, I don't like exercise? You know, what, what were some of the things? Because you said you were physically fit at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, so was there a limiter there that kind of kept you from being physically fit?
0: Well, as far, I don't know if it was a limit. I guess it was a limit in my own mind that I didn't want to sign up for a gym or anything like that because I felt like I would always be the largest person in the room. And at that time, you know, people were starting to get physically fit and all these, you know, cute, healthy people are at the gym and I felt like I would stand out and I didn't feel comfortable. Um, I tried doing exercises from my home and... um, You know, that worked for a little while. Again, I would lose some weight, but then I would lose motivation or I would have another bout of, you know, hurting my back and I would not do anything for a long period of time. So it was just kind of a vicious cycle where I would do it for a little while and then stop. And I was never truly committed to the exercise part of it because I do not like to exercise. I'm one of those people that doesn't like to exercise. It's not my favorite thing.
2: Okay. What about other interventions such as like a Weight Watchers or diet plans or things like that? Uh, so aside from exercise, was there anything else that you really tried to attempt for a little while?
0: Um, Weight Watchers. I went to Weight Watchers for a while, probably lost you know thirty or forty pounds doing that, and then again, you know, just slowly lost interest and mm-hmm. fell back into my old habits, and you know, just never returned to doing that. I also attempted to go to Overeaters Anonymous to try to feel part of a group because I really felt sort of alone in my struggle because everybody that was around me was physically fit and I was just always that girl that was overweight, and um, that just turned out to be not very motivating for me mm. um, <laughs> because a lot of people just came and you know we're talking about all their issues and not talking about how the positive things about how are we, how can we move forward? What can we do to make this better? It was more sort of talking about, oh, I feel so terrible and I don't know what to do. And so it was a little frustrating that there wasn't any good advice on how to get over this hurdle.
1: It's more an airing of grievances kind of thing. Yes,
0: definitely. Yes.
1: Did you look then after that, like for uh,
2: any kind of resources on advice, whether it be going to Barnes and Noble and looking up a book or looking online to find a a website.
0: No, I was really, like I said, not that motivated about researching at all. I just was in a place where I was lacking motivation all the way around and I was just trying to grasp at things that might help me get through and it just never happened.
1: Okay. So what led you to make the decision then to, to go the surgical route?
0: So, um, For a long time, I had been considering the surgical route, but my family was very much against that, um, basically saying it's the easy way out. There could be a lot of complications. Um, At the time, my insurance um, had just started covering the bariatric surgery, but there was a process that you had to go through. Um, So I was like at a size, you know, 24, 28, and, you know, I went to my... I went to Hershey Medical Center for their introduction, mm-hmm. and you know I was very excited by you know the process and and really wanting to start that process because of the condition I was in, and um, so the first step was I had to go to my family physician, okay. and they had to basically sign off on this procedure, and at the time my physician who I am you know obviously put my life in his hands and I, you know, believe in, in, you know, the things that, that he believes in. He said that, no, I'm not going to okay you for the surgery. Okay. He said it's, you know, relatively new. They don't have a lot of data. And and what,
2: what year was this?
0: This was in 2006. Okay. Or no, I'm sorry, 2004 when I started the process, tried to start the process. Um, so my doctor just kind of said, nope. Not going to do it. So, my options were go find a doctor that's just going to say yes Mm -hmm. or try to do it on my own. So, again, I made another attempt at, you know, losing the weight. And, you know, a year later, I was even heavier. Okay. And um, I went back to another class at Hershey and went back to my physical or my primary care and just said, I really need you to do this. And by that time, he had had three or four patients that had gone through the process and were successful, so he felt more comfortable saying okay.
1: Okay. So that's, you know, that's
0: when it started.
1: Okay. And how much did you weigh at your heaviest?
0: Well, it's hard to say because I didn't really get on scales that much, but sure. I probably weighed about 265 Okay. when I started. Okay. Um there was a process i had to go through through hershey medical center and for the insurance that i had to go to nutritional classes i had to see a psychiatrist i had to have a sleep apnea test so even though he okayed it i still had a long road in front of me to be able to make it to the surgical point
2: sure and how long are we talking here between the time when the process started and the surgical point
0: It took about a year, Okay. about a year. Um, You had to go to the nutritionist for six months. In that time, you were not allowed to um, gain any weight. Mm -hmm. Um, They were trying to give you the tools to start losing a little bit before the surgery started and try to get yourself in better shape. Um, So during that process, um, I did lose some weight. When the day of my surgery, I weighed 242 pounds okay Okay.
2: would you also say you had a higher motivation during this time like you had mentioned uh, losing that motivation with other interventions before but having a surgery on the calendar mm-hmm. did that help to motivate you like yes okay I can stick to this
0: it definitely did as well as um, a few of my co-workers had had the surgery done in Lancaster not in okay. Hershey Lancaster didn't have as strict rules as her she did mm. so these girls you know they decided they wanted it and two weeks later they were scheduled wow. for a okay. surgery um and you know i saw that they were losing so much weight and what that was like but i also noticed that they didn't really change a lot of their eating habit they didn't learn they didn't have that period of being with a nutritionist and learning okay this is how i have to eat now to live a healthy lifestyle. Okay. So, you know, they struggled with that because it was like, okay, one day you were eating a whole pizza, and the next day, literally a week later, you can't eat an ounce of meat. Right. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but they did lose weight, and it was motivating to okay. see that, you know, yes, this, ca- this process can work.
1: It's interesting. You, you mentioned that there was a um, lawsuit a few years back, a, a former NFL coach had uh, gastric bypass surgery, and then had complications afterwards, and he went to sue the physician because, you know, he almost died, and it was this whole big thing. Um, And he ended up losing because he had basically fast-tracked the process for the surgery. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the jury came back and ruled against him and said, no, you didn't go through the process the way you should have, the complications are just as much your fault as they, as they are the surgeon. So it's kind of interesting right. to hear you say similar things about your friends fast-tracking that process uh, and, and not having the, the positive result on, on the backside of it. So, right. um, you know, that's really, really interesting to hear that you've been successful and you went through that year-long process. So, yes. you know, it sounds okay. like it was worth it in in that sense.
0: Yes, yeah, so it was definitely worth it, definitely, because it, it is a big big adjustment. You don't really realize it. I mean, you can listen to people tell their stories and, but then the day comes when, like I said, you can't eat an ounce of food and you're yeah. like, what the heck? Yeah, how am I going to live like can this? Can
2: you uh, help us better understand how much is an ounce of food? Like, did they give you like uh, a size idea? Like, don't eat more than a palm of your hand? Or? Um,
0: an ice cube. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um... <laughs> wow. Yeah, so shortly, you know, after the surgery, obviously, I was... You had to be on liquid for a little while. Um, and how protein. long is a little while? Days, I'm going to say uh, probably about five to six weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then I was allowed to eat, like, you know, pureed food. And so, you know, I would, like, grill some meat and grill some vegetables and chop it in the food processor and put it in the ice cube tray. Wow. <laughs> and then what, that's what I would eat is, you know, just an ice cream or a ice cube size of uh, food. Wow. And, um, but the good, the joy of it was that you didn't feel hungry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you're only eating a little bit, but physically my body did not have any hunger
1: urges okay.
0: at all huh. for a long time. Okay. After, which was nice. Because it was, it was a struggle. You're think, you know, everybody's eating normally, and you're eating this ice cube, but yeah. you didn't feel like you were starving or like, oh my gosh, I need a cookie. I have to grab something. quick. you know. That at least for me, that didn't happen. I did not feel hunger. Yeah, no. What
2: about like, food is so closely wrapped in the social culture here. Yeah. And how was it like if you Thanksgiving or you know a birthday party? Uh, Was that difficult for you then?
0: It really wasn't because by that, you know, you have the surgery and you do lose a good bit of weight even in the first couple of weeks. Like, you'll you know, I think I lost 14 or 15 pounds in like two weeks. So, it's like right away you saw a result. And so, that was motivating for me like, okay, now if I just follow these rules, this weight's going to come off a lot faster and, you know, I'll be able to get on with my life. So, Socially, all my friends knew what I was going through as well. And so it was just easy for me to just, you know, if we went to restaurants, I would just sit and, you know, have a glass of water have a glass of tea, something like that, and just not partake in the, you know, eating of dinner. I would, you know, I'd still be social, but just not eat a lot. Yeah. Because when you go out to eat, it's hard to find something that you can... Sure, it's crazy to buy a whole meal when you know you can only eat this much food. Well, you the know, ice so cube, okay. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. right. I would so, like an ice cube of chicken, yeah. please. I just didn't bother. Or you know, if my friends got something, I would just have a little. They'd be like, "Here, have this little piece of you know whatever chicken."
1: Here's a thimble full of mashed potatoes.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> um,
2: so fast forward several weeks later, uh, you know, once the size of your uh, food portions increased, were there any other restrictions like you can't eat spicy foods you can't eat uh, high fats or anything yeah, else? Yeah, so I- their
0: recommendation was, you know, high protein. Protein had to be first because of the absorption of, you know, vitamins and minerals. You needed to be sure that you had enough protein. Um, I have to take a daily vitamin, you know, every day. Still? Still. Um. And I'm sorry, can you reiterate the question for me?
2: Just a, any kind of restrictions, such as you oh. can't eat spicy foods or f- high fats? Or you
0: could pretty much, they, they said no high fats, no high sugars, you know, no sodas with um, carbonation. Mm. Um, bread was discouraged. And. That was wonderful because I love bread. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And, um, I mean, eventually I did start to eat bread again, but at the time, in the beginning, I absolutely just could not eat it because you felt full immediately. Mm. And if you, I never got to the point really where I ate too much on purpose, but if I would eat a piece of bread, I would feel nauseous and sick. And, you know, you would vomit because you just can't hold it down. And you can feel it. <laughs> like you could physically feel it because your stomach is so small. It's like, you know, it's stuck in there. It can't get through.
1: Wow. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit. I mean, that gives us a great overview of, of your experience. And um, we have some questions here from someone who is contemplating this process as well. Um, so, you know, this is kind of through the lens of someone who um you know is struggling with their weight and and is thinking about making this this change so uh, maybe you can give her a little bit of of insight here so um you know we, we kind of talked about the process a little bit um, of how you got here um but you know was there one specific thing that you can look at with um gastric bypass where you just said you know This is my choice like this is this is the go-to for me I mean obviously you had some ups and downs with diet and exercise and things like that was there one Kind of draw to the gastric bypass process that really, uh, you know made you want to go that route I
0: had struggled, you know so long trying to do these diets where you lose one pound a week And you don't see anything and then it gets frustrating and I just didn't have the patience so it was really that okay, I can have this and I'm gonna see in a relatively short period of time, results. Gotcha. So that really was what it was.
1: Okay. And after the surgery, um, you know, how much pain or discomfort did you feel? Because obviously it's, you know, a a significant surgery. So, um, you know, kind of explain how you felt just from a physical standpoint as related to to pain or discomfort.
0: Pretty much, I, I have a very high pain tolerance anyway but the surgery itself really i did not have any pain um i had the surgery and the next day um i was home it was done laparoscopically so there wasn't a lot of scarring or stitches or anything of that nature um i did have a tube in for that first evening and then in the morning they took the tube out that was really the worst part (laughs) because it was a long tube Mm. okay (laughs) And, you know, so once they got that out, um, I felt absolutely fine. I really did not have any pain. Um, And then I went home. Of course, they give you pain medication. Um, So after the anesthesia wore off a little bit and, um, you know, I was at home, I did take, you know, some pain medication for, for probably about two weeks. Um, but I was able to get up, I I really didn't have any restrictions, I was able to go outside and walk, like, so three, three days after, you know, I was up, I was actually up and walking the same night of the surgery, they took me out of the room and I just walked the halls, you know, they get you up and moving right away.
2: How long uh, until you returned to work?
0: Um, I, myself, I could have returned to work in, um, probably three weeks. Okay. But I took off eight weeks. Okay. Um. Just for myself, because I knew it was going to be a struggle, my employer, my empl- where I was employed, there were always donuts and treats and, oh. you know, all kinds of things around. So I wanted to get over that hump of, you know, knowing, am I going to feel hungry? What do I need to stay away from? Am I going to want to cheat? So I took that time for myself to just get used to, you know, get into a routine of, you know, going walking And eventually as the weeks went on I was able to go to the gym and do things. So right after the surgery it was I I was very motivated. I I was up and walking. I thought this is it, this is gonna be the turn you know, change for my life and I went to the gym and I did everything I was supposed to do.
1: Was there anything that was unexpected, Uh, you know, whether it's a a negative thing or, you know, even even an advantage or or a positive thing that you experienced after surgery that you're just like, wow, where did that come from? Or I didn't see that coming.
0: No, there really, I don't think there were any surprises or anything like that. I think, yeah, it went relatively smoothly after it was over.
2: And so we're now talking several years after you had your surgery, yes. about 12 years or so. And mm-hmm. would you say some of those eating habits that you had then, uh, after the surgery, are they still at play now? Like, do you still limit breads or?
0: Um, not as much as I did in the beginning, no. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously I try, but now as time goes on, you can eat more food. And so you really do have to be careful, and you can gain weight back, mm-hmm. and you know that happened to me as well. So, yeah. you know, you really once you have this done, you really just have to devote yourself to that lifestyle forever. Yeah. And it wasn't just—I mean, I didn't eat because I was hungry. I had other issues, you know, lying in the background. Sure. Um, and you know, as I went through the process, some of those issues came out—the you know, anxiety, depression, those types of things. So. Going through this whole process doesn't take away depression and anxiety. That you have to address on your own. Okay. Um,
1: so in total, you know, going through the, the process, what would you say, you know, kind of your uh, maximal weight loss was from, you know, approximately where you were before you started and then kind of the lowest you got and then you did mention you gained a little bit of weight back Uh, can you talk about you know how much fluctuation you've had
0: yeah so at my lowest um I weighed 128 pounds
1: okay wow
0: so but I was not healthy at all um (laughs) I had a excuse me a lot of issues too when you decide to have gastric bypass they say it's the easy way out but it's really not because I had been overweight for a long period of time I lost a lot of weight. Then you have to deal with excess skin on mm. your body. Um, you know, I, I had large thighs, large arms. I was 38 when I had the surgery, and things just weren't going back to where they were supposed to go. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you have to deal with that. Um, and, and that was really hard. I had it in my head that I was going to get to a certain... Goal, And then I was going to try to have some of those issues taken care of via plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, did I go off topic there? Remind me.
1: Uh, just so then talking about any of the weight gain. Then.
0: Okay, so yeah. So I was at 128. I really wasn't in good health. I had, I had problems with my tailbone that I didn't have before because I was so thin. Wow. I was okay. having tailbone pain and... You know, other issues what coming about up.
2: Energy-wise, were you pretty lethargic? Do you <clears throat> want to sleep more? No, I
0: really didn't. I mean, uh-huh. i I was a, I was both a healthy, overweight person. I didn't have high blood pressure. I didn't have diabetes. I okay. didn't have any of those health issues when I was overweight. So I didn't have to overcome those. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but I did, you know, after I was at 128 and not doing really great, I. You know, again, started exercising a little bit more. And my healthiest weight for me, I think, is 145. That's kind of okay. where my sweet spot was and where I stayed for a very long period of time.
2: And then felt pretty good, too?
0: Felt good. Felt great. Um, but then, you know, as time went on, there were different situations that came up. Um, you know, I had to have my gallbladder removed. Yeah. I I had plastic surgery. I had a tummy tuck and a breast lift. Um <clears throat> And I had other surgeries, too. I can't remember what they were. But I just, I keep losing my train of thought, and I apologize. That's okay. So, so
1: you, because of all those things you've gone through, you've, you've had some of yes. those ups and downs.
0: Yes. And then in later years, the anxiety and depression caught up with me. Okay. Um, I did have, a, you know, two really serious mental health sort of breakdowns um, from... I, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was having a lot of pressure at work. Um, I, I had, you know, some social issues where I was starting to sort of isolate myself a little bit and, and not knowing why all of this happened. Sure. Um, so I struggled um, for, you know, a year or so and then I just sort of had like this, you know, meltdown where I needed to have it addressed. And, um, you know, part of it was a medication that I was taking that led me to even more anxiety than I already was experiencing. Um, And then medication, to I was not sleeping. I had chronic insomnia. I didn't sleep for nine days. And, I I mean, I lost lost it. Wow, okay. So, um, through the process of trying to find the right medications, we finally figured out how to get me over the insomnia. But I gained weight from some of the medications and just the depression old habits. Instead of eating a carrot, I would eat a little cookie, you know, gotcha. and I would eat a cracker because you can. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, things, crunchy things. You don't have a lot of room in the pouch that they leave you with, but if you fill it with chips, you know <laughs> right. you you can chew those up and it doesn't take a lot of space sure. as opposed to eating a piece of meat. You yeah. know, so that stuff started happening again, just creeping up those old eating habits and things. So, I, you know, I gained quite a bit of weight back during that. I also had a hysterectomy. So, okay. it was kind of like double double whammy. Yeah. And now I'm, you know, again, starting over, uh, trying to exercise and, and be healthy. And really, that's in part to, you know, my employer encouraging us to go to a trainer and... You know kind of hanging on to that tool um, is really helping me get tried to get back to where I was
1: so would you say right now that you feel healthier than you did prior to surgery yes definitely okay yeah
0: definitely healthier I mean there were years when I didn't feel healthier sure. <laughs> after the surgery but now I'm in a much better place and I know you know that uh, again being older you just have to work at it twice as hard um, would,
2: would you also say then that it's not just because of the surgery that you feel better but because of that whole process it's like definitely, the education that you had through all, all of that
0: yeah definitely the process okay. and definitely knowing that exercise for me and probably for most people is you you have to do it, it it's not gonna happen for you if you don't put the work in mm-hmm. and you know, after the surgery, I put the work in, I did really well, and then I stopped again, again with the old habits. So the same thing at this point in my life now, you know, I'm trying to say, okay, this has to be forever. Yeah. And I can, if I want to have something, you know, treat myself, I'll treat myself, but I won't say, oh, well, since I did that, I might as well eat something else. You know what I mean? I try not to catch myself in that right. position again.
1: So then the, the million-dollar question... Would you do it all over again if you, had the, if you had the option?
0: I would definitely do it all over again. Okay. I mean, what it does for you, you know, it, it helped my. I mean, I had some ups and downs, but I went from having, like, no self-esteem to, you know, I would say a normal amount of self-esteem. And, you know, that was the biggest, the best result for me was just getting myself back mm-hmm. um, because I was lost there for a
1: little while. Well, Lori, thank you so much for, yes, for sharing you. your story with us uh, thank today. And you know, hopefully this can you know, inspire some other people or, or help answer some of the questions It'll that certainly educate. You know, exactly. Educate people who are going through this and, and struggling with weight. So, you know, really thank you so much for You're welcome. Sharing with Thanks us for today. having thank me. You, Lori. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoyed this episode of More Than Medicine. For more information about this podcast, who we are, and what we do, please visit Justin's website, refinemove.com, and click the More Than Medicine tab. Once again, that's refinemove.com. Thanks for listening.